Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Great to have your company on Dwayne's World, the Macca's last fan standing quiz still to come. But let's talk some tennis. Stephanie Miles has been good enough to join us, international journalist Stephanie Miles, who joined us last year as well in the bunker at the Australian Open Tennis. Always great to have a chat to Stephanie, and she's ready to roll to talk about what might be a strange day with a couple of rain interruptions after yesterday's strange day with the heat interruptions. Welcome to you, Stephanie. Great to have you on. Dwayne, it's been a year. What's new? It has <laughs> been a year. How long do we have? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a weird couple of years, Stephanie, but it is nice to talk to you again. Got to ask you about the heat policy first. There's been a few complaining. Play shouldn't have stopped yesterday. Play should have stopped yesterday. Where do you stand with that? Oh, I say that ev- no matter what, everybody complains about something. I mean, they stop and now everybody's like, well, they really should not have the Australian Open at this time of the year because it's going to be hot, so we should change it. We should move it to March or something. So no matter what, I, you know, I would say that there used to be this very complicated calculation called the wet bulb temperature, and I guess they thought people couldn't understand that, so they went with this one to five lovely color-coded sort of thing. And you know what? It got to five, so basically they had to stop. It was hot. I think it's been hotter. I remember the last time that they had to stop for the heat, it was a ghost town around here. I mean, everybody took shelter. And yesterday, everybody was out. They were out in Kia Arena watching the matches on the screen. I don't know. Look, you know, I was out early for the Leila Fernandez match from like 11 to about 1, sitting right next to the court in the sun. And I didn't have to run, and it was pretty steamy. So, I, you know, I think for the safety of everybody... You need to do it. The problem then, of course, became that then the weather the weather also complicated things in other ways. So very challenging for the tournament now to have to catch up on this 24 hours. So they're scrambling a little. Uh, Igor Spiatek did win today on Rod Laver Arena 6-2, I don't think the number one seed in the men's draw, Rafael Nadal, also scheduled for Rod Laver Arena. So has everybody been told when their games have been rescheduled too? Well, what happened last night was pretty interesting because I was getting text messages from some players saying, you know, I can't believe it's midnight and the schedule is not even out yet and I don't know when I'm playing, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not sure the communication was great. The problem was that there were quite a few matches that came back after the thunderstorms and some of them, it was great drama out on the back courts. Then about 1130, it started to rain again. So until they officially called off those matches, then they really couldn't put out another schedule. I mean, they could have, but then they would have had to completely blow it up and start over again. So once they did that, then they, then they were able to reschedule the ones that had already been cancelled and then slot in the ones that were, that were interrupted and then also try to, you know, those are all first-round matches, then play second-round matches. And they had already scheduled the three covered courts, so everybody knew who wanted to buy tickets, who was going to play. So it's a real, you know, it's a real puzzle and certainly having the rain come again today and pushing things back. But listen, the rest of the tournament... 
the weather looks really good, you know, this far out, and they will catch up. The only match they really need to get in and get this, watch this pronunciation, Dwayne. You know, Hugo Delin against Enzo Kuako. This match must absolutely go on today because the winner plays Novak Djokovic, and I, you know they want to have him on, let's say, tomorrow night on Rod mm -hmm. Labor or something like that, but he needs to have an opponent to do that. He does, but it's good that he's at least fit after last night's performance. We've got no doubts that he could win it again, and at least we're not going to lose another big name early. Well, exactly, I mean, and you know, he was impressed. I think we, I think we were in there like 2 o'clock this morning. He was The thing he was happy about was not that his hamstring wasn't bothering him, but that it got better and not worse during the match. That said, he didn't really – he wasn't playing an opponent – he was playing an opponent who played the best he could possibly play and, and lost 3-3 in love, so something like that. So, mm. so you know, he wasn't pushed. That's a good first round. Either Hugo Delian, who is a Bolivian clay quarter, or Enzo Kueku, uh is, not, is also that type of opponent. So his draw has, is good for him to, to get into the match, get into the, you know, the, back into the Australian Open vibe. And, and get his tournament going. I hope it holds up. You know, again, if, if he's 25, you don't think about it too much. He's going to be 36 this year, and things don't heal as quickly as they used to, even for a guy as fit as he is. Why is Nick Kyrgios such big news for a player who hasn't won a Grand Slam? Oh, there. Oh, do we have... There's a question. Look, <laughs> you know, First of all, not very many. If we're talking about men's tennis, there's basically only three people who've won Grand Slams over the last 15 years. Yep. So winning a Grand Slam is not necessarily the standard by which you judge, uh, the, you know, the people the, the impact that people make on the game. The fact that that Kyrgios made a Wimbledon final last year and played, you know, very well and very controlled and very, you know. Uh, diplomatically well behaved pretty much at Wimbledon in getting to the final definitely helped buttress the case for why he matters but here's you know here's the thing I mean to me the guy's tennis IQ is off the charts his talent is off the charts his mind his soul are a bit more in question his body is basically put together with like popsicle sticks and chewing gum. And so he knows that he can't train for, even if he were of a mind to, he couldn't train four hours a day like everybody else does. He has to pick his spots. He has to try to maximize, but, but he brings eyeballs to the game. And, you know, a lot of people who are in tennis almost want to keep it as their little private club or something. But when Nick Kyrgios does something or Novak Djokovic does something, it reverberates outside of our little bubble. And it's usually often not a good for a good reason. But still, you know, it, the more eyeballs are put on the sport, the better it is. And he's that guy. Somebody's got to wear the black hat in a sport. And, <laughs> and, you know, he's been the guy designated to do it. Yeah, you can't all, uh, you, you do have to have villains. I agree with you on that. Uh, vanilla sport doesn't sell and doesn't get watched by a lot of people. Do you think that in time, Alex Dimonor, say this time next year, who, who win a Grand Slam first, Alex Dimonor or Nick Kyrgios? And in 12 months' time, will Alex Dimonor be Australia's number one? Well, he might well be Australia's number one because it's really a matter of curious not playing that many events. And then, of course, you know, defending a Wimbledon final mm. is a challenge. So he may well be Australia's number one. Now, is that going to excite a lot of people? Well, I mean, I think it'll excite the Dimonor family. Um, mm. I think his girlfriend, Katie Bolter, the British tennis player, would be quite excited by it. Uh, but again, you know, and it's nothing against him. He's a lovely person. He's a nice player. But he's not a guy... 
He's not a guy who inflames the emotions, who makes the fans go, I want to watch some tennis. Uh, and, and, you know, he's certainly a safer bet. He's a, a lovely fellow. He's a lovely bloke. He defends, he, he plays for his country and, you know, represents it beautifully. But that's a tough one. So if you had to say who's going to win a Grand Slam first, I would say neither. Is that an answer? <laughs> who's going to carry world tennis forward then? Who's going to be the big name that gets the clicks and articles that you write, gets talked about the most? given that we are seeing the departure of some of the all-time greats, if not the greatest of the greats, even though Novak will be around for a while, and Rafael Nadal won't be. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Djokovic probably has five or six more majors yeah. in him, in part because of the fact that winning three out of five set matches is so hard. We saw Jack Draper against Novak Djokovic. We've seen Holger Rune do this a few times at Grand Slams. It takes a while to be able to do it. And guys like Djokovic know that if they hang in there long enough, you know, their younger, less experienced opponents are going are gonna to crumble physically. So I think there is no way that we will ever be able to duplicate the era we've just lived through, which has, you know, almost inarguably the three best players in the history of the game playing more or less at the same time. So you can improve on that. What's going to happen? I think there are a dozen fellows, some of them featured in the new Netflix series, some of them not. Uh, they're all different kinds of players from different you know, countries, different looks. They're all, all kind of handsome in their own way if we want to get shallow about it. Mm, yeah. and, and so there's, there's, there's a big, long list. You, know, you have the Tsitsipas, Zverev, uh, team generation, who are probably not done yet, but they're kind of looking a little jaded right now. And then you have this group. You've got number one, Carlos Alcaraz, who's not necessarily the number one player in the world, but is ranked such. You've got Alcaraz. You've got the two Canadians, Felix and Shapovalov. You have Casper Ruud, who's a young guy. You have Yannick Sinner. You have, uh, you know, Lorenzo Musetti. So you've got some Italian guys that are interesting. You have, um, you know, Sebastian Corda, who's an American. You have Francis Tiafo, who, you know, who, who really inflames the enthusiasm of people. So you have a dozen guys. Taylor Fritz, often neglected, but really right there in the top ten. So you have a great collection of players from all around the world who who may not necessarily have one standout guy, but who hopefully at each Grand Slam will be battling like maniacs to try to win one. Stephanie, great to have a chat to you. Uh, look forward to doing it again next week, although you're going to be a regular on SEN Tennis right throughout the, the two weeks. I know you're part of our SEN Tennis team on Saturday, so I can't wait to hear you again. I really appreciate you giving us some of your time today. Great, Dwayne. Uh, you know, good to hear you, and you can't get rid of me that easily. <laughs> Stephanie Miles in the bunker at the Australian Open Tennis and all... Australian Open tennis updates today are for Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar, a pinnacle of engineering Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Okay, together with Maccas, we're giving you and a mate the chance to win a trip to Delhi for the second test, Australia v India in Feb, all thanks to Maccas if you crown the last fan standing. Quiz time, need a break for news, but quiz is up next.